welcome to Quantum of Misses, a James Bond podcast. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. In this episode, we will be discussing the second half, or 40% of... I know it was a bit longer than... that wasn't totally in the middle. Okay. Never going to get through an introduction properly, am I? (laughs) I I want to say, uh, this is Quantum of... Misses. Uh-huh. I am Quantum, and this is the Misses. <laughs> Maybe next time I will say that. Uh, uh, anyway, what is the film? The film is Doctor No, the second half, second bit of Doctor No. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about it, Fiona. Well, it started off with um, Honey Rider coming out of, well, James Bond waking up on the beach, mm-hmm. and Honey Rider coming out of the water mm-hmm. in very classic bikini outfit thing and a mm-hmm. knife on her waist. Iconic. Iconic, that's what An I mean. Iconic moment. Yes. And, uh, and she looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written down Shell Girl because obviously at that point I didn't know, didn't know her name. who she was. But she was her, so what, what about her name in the Bond Girl? Honey Rider. It's not, it's not blatant. It's as blatant, but it is pretty. Rider? Yeah, but it is pretty blatant. <laughs> I don't know if, if at the time... That was like common parlance. It may have been. Not Ryder. Ryder. Some of these things that you, know, you always think that your generation invented all. All sex. Yeah, and then you discover that, you know, and. Your parents had sex. But no, I, I wasn't even going as far. I wasn't even. I wasn't going far back as that. You know, in 1492, it's written on a. scrolled on a <laughs> castle wall somewhere. Um, For a good time. Yeah. Contact us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Honey Rider appears on the island. Uh-huh. And it turns out she comes and goes from the island almost as she pleases and they don't really care. Well, they try to start, they try to capture her and now they've given off because she's too good. Yeah. Because she's like a stealth woman who mm-hmm. knows all the secret passageways and stay in the And world. hiding places. Yes. And, and sure enough, they do come looking for her this time, as Bond predicted they would. Because of him. So mm-hmm. basically he's fucked up for her, hasn't he? Yes. And he makes her leave two of her shells behind. I know. He's the bastard. He's not good for the small businessman, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, a boat arrives and uh, shouts at them. Mm-hmm. Though, as you pointed out, after he takes the microphone speaker away, he's still making that moving noise. noise. <laughs> that is his voice. <laughs> Do you think that was just a continuity issue? I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, also interesting that he uses the phrase, we've been expecting you, which is Mr. One, of Bond, these, yeah, yes. one of these... Uh, now, I didn't say this in, in our previous recap, mm-hmm. but but do you get the feeling that in this film, generally, mm-hmm. the baddies are black? Well, Quarrel's not, the, Quarrel's not a baddie. I say generally. Yeah, but it's in Jamaica, so generally everybody's black. Apart from all, all the expats. Yeah, who are... Goodies. Apart from Professor Dent, he was an expat and he wasn't a goodie. Oh, uh, that's true. I was kind of more thinking henchmen and that kind of thing, but yeah, you're right. It's yeah. just a class it's just that's, thing. Right? Yeah, it's more uh, he got his minions from yeah. the local, local workforce. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Mm-hmm. So yes, and then um, and then there was more talk of the dragon. She's the dragon. seen it, mm-hmm. but rightfully so. Um, James Bond said it's not a dragon. It's something that looks like a dragon. I'm just trying to figure out what, what it, is. it is. There's a lovely bit of uh, face acting from Connery 
uh, there, which is exactly what you should tell somebody. It's like, you have to act fuck's sake. Because <laughs> his face is bang on when she's the, oh, there's a dragon, all right. Oh, for fuck's sake. And, and yes, trying to humour the, the little woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they have to escape from the uh, impending coming from coming with them with dogs. Yes. And she knows a hiding place. Mm-hmm. So off they head up the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, only to be found by well, or nearly found by people with dogs and they hide under the river using hollowed out reeds to uh, to breathe. Under the water. Under the water. And the guy the guy with the dog comes very close to them before mm-hmm. the dog gets startled by a bird. Mm-hmm. And then another guy comes along who they kill or bond kills we don't see that we just see honey rider's reaction to that yes that's quite interesting another clever bit of film making mm. and then they get to the hiding place but there was a bit of feeling of why did they have to kill him why couldn't they just let him pass like the others uh, i don't know if they could, was a bit could too you take close. that risk was he a bit too close he could have stood about there for ages could have stopped a fag or something uh no nah, I'm, I'm not I don't know. I'm, I'm not bothered about Bond killing him. Okay. Um, and then they go to the hiding place, which doesn't seem like much of a hiding place. It's very beautiful, though. Yes. At the bottom of Duns River Falls. Mm-hmm. Which we know because we've climbed up it. We have. Although there was hundreds of folk on it. I know. It looked nobody. a bit more idyllic with the, in yeah. the film when there was <laughs> yeah. only them there. Yeah, but hey, if you've got a um, tourist attraction in a yeah. country riddled with poverty, you're going to exploit it, aren't mm. you? And quite rightly, too. Um, and then the dragon comes. Yes. And the dragon turns out to be an actual dragon. Well, it is made up like a dragon, but it is just like a tank. Mm-hmm. But why are they burning things? Well, that's just... That, cause is that just to scare off the locals? Well, what, what real dragon, real dragons, <laughs> what do real dragons do? No, I know, but it, so it was just to make it look like a dragon to scare off the locals. Yeah. I, I thought there might have been some uh, decontamination element of it or mm. something like that. No. Felix did say earlier on, probably a superstition probably started by Dr. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he probably chose that deliberately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the attack, in their attempt to attack the dragon... Coral gets... Emaciated. That's quite brutal. Yeah. The dummy's pretty good that kind of falls backwards on fire. I know, it? but it's the fact that it's like, he's obviously lying there burning to death. Mm-hmm. And... That's just left to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I don't think it's, and we said this before about the blood in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think the later films are, are brutal like that. Are, mm-hmm. are like, I found that a bit much for a Bond film. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, I, you know, older films are more brutal and straightforward and factual about these kind of things, mm-hmm. blunt about these kind of things. And it seems to be later on that we kind of get a bit more squeamish about somebody's going to die in this film, and it's actually going to look like somebody dies. Mm. Uh, somebody's going to die in this film, but it's all right. You're going to it's going to be clear that they're an actor. Yeah. Not really dying. Mm. I wonder if I, I think there probably a be mileage in exploring how what that came about. Yeah. I, I, my my immediate thought is the further you get away from, um. I'll say British because it's a British film British experience of that happening on your doorstep which would be like the war because mm. air raids in the war 
people died on your doorstep, on their own doorsteps. Mm. The further away you get from that, the more screwish people yeah. become about it. But also, I think the the branding of Doc, uh, of, of James Bond films um, became a family film. Mm. Whereas this is not pitched as a family film, mm-hmm. so they could be a bit more brutal, but they probably had to tone it down when they were trying to aim it for older kids to be watching mm-hmm. with their parents. Who do you think is watching this film? Who's it? Who are they aiming it at? Young adults, I think. Young adults, like twenty-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because I think it, it's it's kids catching onto it that makes it huge, it makes it big. But I don't think that was the intention. And no, I think that's no. why the brutality goes down later. It's actually, that's something I'm, I'm again, something that's quite, inter- quite interesting to explore, is how big a thing was it that there was going to be a James Bond film? Because there had been like eight or nine books by this stage. Tell me, oh geeky expert. Oh, well, I don't know, but can there have been like eight or nine books at this stage? But yet, Were the books only just written? The books started in 1953. Right. So like ten years before. Mm-hmm. Um... But can they were big successes. What, what and what really broke them through internationally was President Kennedy was asked what his top ten books were, and he put From Russia with Love as one of his top ten oh, books, really? and so that then they became big in America. Um, but you know, it it wasn't a big film deal. Oh, well, we we did say it, it wasn't a huge cost to make that mm-hmm. film. The cast wasn't huge. No, and the cast were largely unknown. Mm. I mean. The, to be honest, the sort of best-known people in the cast were Joseph Wiseman as Dr. No, who had played baddies in other films, and actually the guy who played Quarrel, um, who who wasn't Italian, but had been in Italian films and had actually won Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival in 1957. Yeah. How about that for your geeky fact? <laughs> um, so was um, Shell Girl famous at this nope. point? Totally she became un- famous after She this. became famous for this. Mm-hmm. Even now, Ursula Andress really... What She's known for this. Dr. No. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. No. Dr. No. Chinese? He's supposed to be half Chinese. Ch- daughter oh, yes. of a Chinese... Yes. Chinese slave girl in a German nation? No, it's a, a girl from a good family. Oh, right, okay. Um... But I suppose if he's half, then that's acceptable. I was just like, couldn't they just get a Chinese actor to act? Probably difficult in the early 60s. Probably not difficult, but probably tricky, more of a challenge than mm. it would be now. And as you said, they wanted a famous voice. There probably mm-hmm. wasn't any famous Chinese actors. Not famous enough. There wasn't Bruce Lee and all of that. Hadn't no, they were all later on. Happened yet. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But uh, but just to finish off what I was saying there is so like Sean Connery being Sean Connery was unknown he'd been in films mm. but he was largely unknown they'd spoken about David Niven Cary Grant um but you know the budget was the budget wouldn't stretch to these people all right um so Patrick McGowan was suggested as a possible he wouldn't have done all the sex that was exactly what he said <laughs> um but I do wonder you know. And I, I've thought about it, and I can't really think... Uh, the only the one I could think about was, like, when they made a film of The Da Vinci Code, everybody had read the book. Mm. We're like, oh, a film of The Da Vinci Code. Um, I wonder if folk were like that about James yeah, Bond. Yeah, it could or, well have been. I kind of get the impression that, yes, it was popular, but people saw the film and then mm. went out and said, well, there's books here, let's go. Because it's not like the book is... I know there's the, the whole image of British spies, but that wasn't a unique... Um, genre. 
in books at the time. No. There was other British spy, spy mo- novels, wasn't there? Yes, but not quite as racy and exciting as, uh, right, yeah. as uh, and modern as Fleming. Yeah. Um, so it might have caused a bit of stir, book world. Yeah, yeah. It was because it was kind of a bit more Americanized, and there was sex in these books, mm. and um, you know, horrible things happened to people. And uh, yeah, so we we, we then move on. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of Honey's story, Honey's backstory. Oh yes. What did you think of that? Her father, well, she seems to have self-taught her. that She'd never went to school mm-hmm. and taught herself from encyclopedia and, mm-hmm. and has an element of pidgin language to her. Mm-hmm. I didn't get from the backstory how old she was meant to have been mm-hmm. when her father died. Mm-hmm. Not, not very old. Eight. Eight? When she says, I started reading Encyclopedia 8, we don't know if that was after her father died or when her father was around, but she was travelling around so much that was the closest she got to education. I think slightly older than eight. Like the story she told about the guy, the guy who took her in and yeah. let her stay there for a while and then one day came upstairs. I think you're supposed to think she was 14, 15 no. at that point. I'm not quite sure how old you're supposed to think she is now. Mm. 20? She's older than that, though. Ursula Andress, I, well, I, I'm not even going to say that Ursula Andress is older than that. She seems older than that to me, but, I'm, but I wonder if you that's how old she's about to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't I, Yeah, it certainly suggested that she was young and vulnerable and being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, not, not, yeah, not something that you would expect in, in a more modern Jane Bond film to be. Well, maybe it would. Well, in the more modern ones, but for a family film, generally, yes. would not have that kind of a Suggestion. plot to it. Mm. Well, there's a bit more of that later. Yeah, but... I'm sure we'll come to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, Quarrel's dead. Quarrel's dead. They get captured mm-hmm. and taken to Dr. No's base. Mm-hmm. First thing I have to say about that, what fabulous 70s decor. <laughs> 1962. It was very, very modern. Well, not 1960s, but that kind of, yes. Uh, yes. It was very stylish mm-hmm. and, um, and fashionable and stuff, and they were quite enjoyed just looking mm-hmm. around what was going on in those rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that was, that was revolutionary. It was a big set. Yeah, big set. Big set. Ken Adams set. Uh, so all that kind of stuff was, you know, a whole new thing to see in films. Yeah. Um, generally. But this, uh, I mean, this, well, I know this was the first film, but it's not mm-hmm. our first film. There seems to be a, a theme of um, Bond villains being in underground caves or under the water or... Well, they're always hiding. They've got, they've, got, they've got to be a secret layer, don't they? I know. But in a mountain is a quite mm. common one, especially with the sort of walls have as caves mm-hmm. kind of thing. We've seen quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah, but this is where it starts. I I cannot remember. It's been twenty years since I read the book. What the book says about that about mm. where Doctor Doctor Rose's head of oper um, centre of operations is. Uh, but uh, certainly, as you say, very beautifully decorated. We get decontaminated using soap and water. I know. I love the way they, they the first attempt to at decontaminate was squirting some foam on one side of them and, <laughs> and a little bit of brush with a sweeping brush 
mm-hmm. and, and thinking that's going to make much of a difference. Mm-hmm. And even when they go through the decontaminant process, it's just a shower. Um, generation game. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's I don't no. Know what the TV a- tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm a new spy. Um, An orphan girl. There's no like scrubbing. You think they've given them a flannel at least or something? <laughs> Just water, that'll mm-hmm. get them clean. I mean, I know it's meant to be hot water, but mm-hmm. uh, not hot enough that it's uncomfortable, so mm. I don't think it's hygienic enough. Do you not think? You don't think? But but they were measuring them all the way, and it drops down pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a lot of nonsense spoken about what will happen in a nuclear war. Good shower will sort you out. <laughs> uh, lucky that honey was just the right height to... Her uh, keep to it cover, yes. um, by the by the sort of blanking out screen. Whereas we got a definite, uh, we got a lot of bond. Oh, so I quite you enjoyed enjoy, I saw you enjoying that. <laughs> I saw you enjoying that. I hear, I hear Sean's a happy Sean. Hey, <laughs> hey. There was also quite an exciting glimpse once they come to the end of the conveyor belt when they were putting um, Honey's uh, dressing gown on. There's a bit where, obviously, I, I, I presume she was in some sort of body stocking. But, you know, you got a, a good glimpse of it. That would have been of very what? exciting, of her naked body. All right. Been very exciting in 1962, mm. I would have thought. True that. No wonder my dad went to see it five times a week. How old was he? He was um, 30, 11, 12, 12. All right. Uh, uh, he, his aunt worked in the cinema, so he got in for free. Um, and he, he, I remember him telling me about going to see this, not knowing what this film was, going to see it and suddenly had to have... The book, the record, everything. Well, that's James Bond was letter, it. it. But I think I think that kind of did happen with boys of a young boys. Young boys. Young boys. Uh, every Saturday afternoon in the Wankdorf Stadium. That's uh, young You've boys. You've taken that too far. Yeah, young boys. It's a football club in Switzerland. They play in the Wankdorf Stadium. This is all genuine, actual facts, ladies and gentlemen. You still took it too far. <laughs> we were talking about your dad. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So they're decontaminated. Yep. And then they get shown into the hotel hospitality. I know. It's kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Hotel California. Yeah. Anything you want apart from what you actually want. Yes. Can apart from that. like leaving. Um. But yes, it, the very nice ladies who are referred to as sisters. Yes. So there's an element of hospital about it. Mm-hmm. Or none. Mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yes, so they... There were two nuns at, this is, this is entirely a, a oh, at the, at the radio at the station today, wasn't yes. there? There were two nuns at the radio station today. That's very unusual. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Maybe it was then, maybe it was Sister Rose and Sister Lily, 55 years on, on a wee tour. I'm not sure if they would have survived the, uh, the explosion of the island later on. Um, anyway, uh, they then drink drugged coffee. Mm-hmm. The greatest spy in the world yet again, uh, falling foul of the most obvious trick in the book. Yeah. Um, no, I was. I did make me think. You know, he's he's gone to this island with like no supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it is quite hard to keep your fluids up. Mm, true, true, <laughs> true. So they were at the waterfall. I'm sure they could fill. Doesn't the coffee not keep your fluids up anyway? Isn't it like Coca Cola? It doesn't really count. Well, um, something massive I know, in your eye. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Probably this was visual. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
No, you still no. Any fluids is 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 better than no fluids. True, even ones that are drugged. Well, that's a bit of an unfortunate <laughs> choice of fluid. But yeah. And then in the night, somebody who we later learn is Doctor No. Yeah, well, who puts him in the bed? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Sister Rose and Sister Lily, I presume. <laughs> Although Bond's quite a big guy, we might need to. There's plenty of minions going about yeah. if we put them in the bed, isn't there? Um. So yes, Doctor No. Well, a, we don't know it's Doctor No at this point. No, but somebody comes and has a sneaky peek at Bond. For no apparent reason. Yeah, he lifts up the cover, but you know, doesn't really expose anything more than what he'd already see. What he'd already see. But you could. This is the point where you see his mechanical hands. Could you tell they were mechanical at that point? Yes. All right. Okay. I don't think I'd ever really thought of that before. Well, there you go. Okay. So then um, we then get to see, they then get taken to, when they wake up, they get dressed in lovely fancy clothes um, and they get taken to Dr. No's living quarters. For dinner. Yes. Uh, where he tells them that... Well, they up. Well, before the info dump, the, actually the first info dump, first bit of information that he dumps on them is how much his aquarium cost, which was, of course... A million pounds. One million dollars. Um, and then we get the plot. What is he actually doing? Well, uh, he didn't. Well, he's just why he's doing it is kind of what we get. Yeah, but he's using nuclear power to topple the rockets. Is it just to um, uh, fuel the laser or whatever it is the the radio beam? I think is what they called it. Well, quite why you would need nuclear power to do that? I don't. I think that's just it's it's a huge amount of power that's off grid. Uh, so it can't yeah. be tracked. I wonder where he's getting the plutonium from. But you only need a tiny bit, so you could probably just bought that on the black market. Of but why is he doing it? Just because they didn't want his his expertise in the west or the east. That's it's right. Just revenge. So now because he wants he's part more? of Spectre. Spectre. It's quite good because all of these films up to leading up Spectre, mm-hmm. I, I never really realised that. Spectre is actually a thing through all the James Bond films. And well, I'm getting the backstory now. Yeah, it's not really through all of them. It's only the first few. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but yes, he is uh, He's a member of Spectre. Um, and he seems to suggest that Spectre are doing it just because they can, just to show that they're a brilliant, that what the power of their organisation is. Well, I think it's also, I think showing their power will attract more top baddies. Ah. The, of course, the slight like flaw in that plan is that they're not telling anybody that they're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, but I think in the underworld, these oh, things these get gossiped about. Oh, these things will about. be known. Oh, yes. Okay. All right, okay. Um, so he then sends Honey away. Um, Bond uh, so, asks him to send Honey away, and he says he will, and he's sure that the guards will amuse her. I know. Point, but the penny drops for Bond, the greatest spy in the world, yet again. Yes, uh, that that might be uh, abuse, and so he gets upset. Mm-hmm, but too bad. And that was a bit unfortunate as well. That's not family viewing. No. And then I'm just going to skip to later because it's the second half of that story. Mm-hmm. When he, when she is found later on, yes. chained to the thing that's going to drown her. Yeah. He, she has no trousers on. She doesn't. Oh, the pink trousers. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that upsettingly creepy? Yeah, but it was, we already knew that from the guards. Are well, I know, user. but I kind of didn't want. It to then be reminded of later and in the book she is tied down and is about to be crawled over by an army of crabs 
that I'm going to nip her to death. There That's not nice. I know. He's being drowned better or worse. Well, of course, that thing is, was she always intending to be drowned? Or as you say, was she there for other reasons? Because, you know, that room wasn't going to fill with water if there wasn't a nuclear meltdown. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't want to really dwell on it. Okay, well, let's move on then. Um, and then Bond gets put in his electrified cell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't think the whole cell was electrified, just well, the Well, the girl thing. was. But it seemed to be pretty ineffective. Once he got shocked once, it was, like, blown. Mm-hmm. And off he went into the tunnels. tunnels. Which were, first of all, very, very hot. Mm-hmm. And then had water shoved down them. Mm-hmm. Now, in the book, these are the things I do remember for the book. In the book, that was, like, a deliberate, like, obstacle course that he was kind of challenged to do. And he was kind of told, there's an escape that way, if you can make it down the obstacle oh, course. Which ended up with him wrestling a giant squid. Cool. But they didn't do that, obviously, in the in the film. Was there any? Did you, did you get any suggestion that that was kind of set as a test for him? No, I, I thought I so. I thought that water was just part of the cooling process. Process. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, though I didn't really get it when he was going down the vertical bit. Mm-hmm. Um, was he shot at? I don't know. It was like just a bit of electronic music. It was definitely something. Like, then, then he rubbed his shoulder oh, when, after he fell, but that might be from the fall. Mm-hmm. But what made him fall? Mm-hmm. Unless it was electrocution or something like that. That it sounded him. more like a like a beam than a yes shot. If it was, if that was something in the reality of the film rather mm. than a single note of electronic music. Okay. Anyway, it was exciting. Anyway, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Uh, so he escapes out of that and he, uh, into the lab slash conference room. Great big open space that wasn't, didn't seem to be being used for anything. That was a contamination room. Decontamination room. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Uh, he impersonates a minion. Yes. Um, and gets into the control room. Which, as long as you're walking around with a file in your hand, no one's going to quiz who you are. Quite right. No one's going to tell us what you're doing. That's the last 20 years of your career, isn't it? No. I was going to say the old schoolboy trick of wandering <laughs> about the school all day with a bit of paper. Where are you going? I'm delivering this. Oh, carry on then. No. Um, but he does get... He, it turns out he has got a job to do. He's something to do with a fuel elements. Where they're all... But he doesn't actually have a job. He's just meant to stand there and go, yep, all fine. <laughs> well, if they are. Someone else fine. is actually doing all the knob Yeah, I'm not doing all the knob, knob twiddling. <laughs> Back to the Wankdorf. <laughs> uh, yes, because this is the, the countdown is now on to the rocket launch that they're going to topple. And they are, uh, Dr. No is controlling all the uh, um, scientists or all the minions uh, to uh, to start the beam that's going to topple the rocket. Um, but Bond increases the temperature of the... Because uh, it's handy that the gauge has danger zone line. Yeah. So he doesn't need to know all the details of how high to take it. For he it just to, needs to turn just, it until it gets there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets found out and he uh, there's a fight. And Doctor No himself turns out to be quite fleet of foot. I know, he doesn't over. just send a minion. That's no, not he goes like to do it himself. Yeah. Uh, and they end up battling very close to the irradiated water. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Bond manages to knock him off and because he's got his metal hands he can't grasp the thing, the beam that would save him 
I'm sure there's lots more things in his world that would be different. How do you wipe your ass? That's always the question people ask. <laughs> how do you wipe? How does Freddy Krueger wipe his ass? Yes. Um, so yeah, I think that. I think he would have had better designed hands. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be a top scientist. Yeah. To be able to do all this stuff. Or at least ruffle them up a bit so they had a bit of Grit. friction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a friction in my hands. Do you know that the, one of the plans, there's a bit of a myth about this, that one of the plans for the film was to make Dr. Noah a monkey? I don't like that plan. Well, to be honest, the myth was there would still be a, a human baddie, but he would have a monkey who who was called Dr. Noah. Uh. Um, but it wasn't like, the monkey wasn't the brains behind the operation. Okay. Um, but that was that was one of the options. So Dr. Noah, he's gone. Um, and Bond escapes, rescues Honey from the place where she's chained up for mm-hmm. whatever purpose we don't want to think about. Um, they then run out. Everybody's now panicking and running his hither, hither and yon, as they say. And crammed boats are leaving. People are diving straight into the water. Mm-hmm. But there happens to be a boat there with only a couple of folk in there that they can overpower to mm-hmm. get their own boat out. Yes. It seems a bit... They also overpower these two guys in a boat that has plenty of space for other people. You know, those two guys could have been... Well, I would imagine that quite a lot of these people are, you know, pretty Decent. much forced into doing what yeah. Dalton was telling them. Um, they could have been, like, the cleaners or something. I know. Um, they should have just shared the boat. They should have shared the boat. But if they shared the boat... How would they shag on it? Yes, we couldn't get the, the, the ultimate Bond dilemma in most films is, do I get rescued or do I shag the girl? There's only one answer to that question. I shag the girl. Mm. Which indeed he does here. Is he taking advantage of her? No, she's quite complicit. Mm-hmm. But she might have just been abused by other men. You know? Is that really a time to suggest? By the way, how, how about... No, how about you just get me home so I can feel a bit safe? That's what I would think would be a good thing to do. You're perfectly right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, rescue. They are, they are rescued by the Marines and Felix, and he starts to give them a tow, but they almost immediately think, nah, we'll just have some more shagging. Now, it being the Marines and Felix, and mm-hmm. all these people are American, mm-hmm. why don't they have an American flag on their boat? Because it's come from Jamaica, which would have been a British okay. port. It's only just been become independent at that point. Now, the one thing, we can't now reach the end of the film. The film is finished. The end. This film doesn't really have gadgets. No. True. True. So that's oh, it's a, got a regular counter. Yeah, but as in a Bond gadget. No. True. Or vehicle. Mm-hmm. So all of that comes later. Yeah. And it seems so classic. But at least, as you said yesterday, at least a lot of the stuff that was in this one turned out to be in the others. Like yes. the... M and Money Penny Money and all this kind and, of yeah. stuff. Gun uh, but at yeah, the it's weird having no gadgets. Mm-hmm. That was Villains Leia, etc. Mm-hmm. So, how did you how did you find it? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's not one of my tops. Well, we talk about where it is in your. Uh, Give me the list. Thing. This is the list as it stands at the moment. Your number one. No. Is your is you only live yeah. twice. So, um, I'm trying to work out. You just put in 
Yeah, yeah I think your number two is... The Living Daylights. It's better. Mm-hmm. The world is not enough. Uh, the what? I can't remember the tune goes. The world is not enough. Goldfinger. Tomorrow never dies. <laughs> the man with the golden gun. Do so, you like that one more? No, it seems to be at the bottom. So what is your... Uh, I think this is just under Goldfinger. And just under what? Gold, Goldfinger. And just above? Tomorrow. Tomorrow never dies. Okay, I will put... Doctor No! In there. I know we did that joke last time, but we're never going to stop. Um, so, uh, we have to round things up with our usual little games. The first one being, what is the best poster of Dr. No? What is the best poster of Dr. No? Uh, remember, you have to describe this for the, uh, the good old listeners at home uh, when I find them here. Do, 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 do. Quite a lot of them this time because it's been about a long time. Um, but we will, uh, we will get there. What would you have on the poster if you were, uh, if you were, um, designing it? Hmm? I would have some beachy scene. Oh. I would have, uh, maybe some gambling. Okay, well, we'll have a look at them. Yeah. This is the first one. It is a teaser poster from the UK. It is just really words and a lipstick. I think that's a bullet. Or maybe yeah. it is a bullet and a lipstick. Uh, um, and a gun. The first James Bond film. Exclamation mark. Ian Fleming's. Which suggests it is Do- known. Do- that, that's yeah. the point. And also the first. Suggests mm-hmm. they knew they were going to make a series. Well, they had bought the rights to all the books six okay. in a row. Yeah, there's not much going okay. on. Okay, so this is the actual British poster. Oh, it's just half-naked women that don't even appear in the film. Well, I think they are supposed to be women that appear in the film. Some of them are, anyway. Mm. And what else? Doctor No, there. You got them crouched down, but not actually looking like the beach scene. Angela and whatever her name was, and Ursula Andress. And then James Bond looking corking with a corking, the you know like know it all the sure of himself. All right, cocky, uh, cocky. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, with a gun that's smoking and a silencer on it. Excited by that. The, these um, these figures are kind of using quite a few of them. All right. So this is the American film, the American poster. A big gun with the women. I don't like the sort of, you can't really see that one, the colours and the... the Yeah, it's all kind of a bit muted, isn't it? Mm. James Bond, his code, 007. The double O means he's a licence to kill, when he chooses, where he chooses, whom he chooses. Now, he is a flesh and blood experience on the screen. Very much flesh. And blood. Yeah, that's true. In all possible ways. So that's the American one. This is France. Oh, that's... 
more arty, less bodies, a bit more women's faces, if anything. It's interesting colour scheme, green and purple. Mm. But I don't like it. Okay. Now this is also French. Uh, again, oh, that's probably better. It's them on the beach. And it is actually them. But mm-hmm. it is arty. I love the way they wrote Dr. No, brackets Dr. No. Well, I think that's because in France it's called 007 Contra Dr. No. And then underneath him, this is the film that's called Dr. No in other countries. What's Contra? Uh, against, or oh, versus, right. or something. Yeah, this is Germany. Oh, this is a bit more stylish and pop-arty. With actual see photograph scenes from the film in the background. A bit of an action bond pose, pointing yeah. his gun. Yeah. I might like that one. Quite like that one. Okay. Uh, this is another German one. Oh, with more photographs of the girls that are tinted different colours. Yeah, it's a bit pop arty, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay, another German version. Ooh, he looks weird. Not a very good representation of no. Sean Connery. And now, I'm looking and now at... this is Italian. This doesn't look like it's been put together right, and he doesn't look right either. <laughs> He's not right. He's not right. The scenes are not right. No, I don't like it. No. This is an Italian reissue poster. Well, this is more like the other posters we've seen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of, of him and her just standing there. Bond with the legs crossed and the, yeah. and the uh, gun, gun across his up. chest. And she's there in her iconic white bikini, and you see the knife in that one, don't you? Mm, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is Denmark. Well, there's something wrong with his face. <laughs> Black and yellow line drawings. It not... doesn't look like him at all. Oh, I think it's got, it's got a passing resemblance to Sean. Yeah. What actor is that? Oh, that's Sean Connery. He's a very nervous passenger. Now, this is Sweden. Yeah, just a floating head at the top there. <laughs> I like the way the colour goes from pink to yellow, like it's been coloured in by a... Like a sunset. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of wording. Yeah, in Swedish that we don't understand. Uh, This is... What's this? This is Spain. The three women get centre stage here. Yeah, and him killing... The the, the brutal bit of him killing the guard in the water. That's what what them Spaniards like. And there's skulls in his double load and everything. Yeah. So... It's quite stylish. It's very different, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not against it. Later replaced by this version. Well, I think that one's better. It's better hair colours. Ah. Um, and he's not being brutally murdering that guy. He's just standing he's just with, his gun. with his gun. Not a gun he ever uses, no. but there we go. Uh, this is also... No, this is Turkey. This is quite good, though she doesn't look like anything like her. Yeah. And but he does. What does Ursula Andress wear in Doctor No? A white bikini, not well, a red painted one. Away. A red bikini. Ooh. Ooh, what's this one? Chinese. That's Japanese. probably Japanese. Again, it's not her. Oh, right. That is her. Is that her? And that is a photograph taken on the set of Dr. No, but it's not in the film. Yeah. Um, Again, a montage of images, the main one being a, a hand. big hand. <laughs> a big hand. And the fighting and the him. But doesn't doesn't he look like he's just wet himself or something? No. There's something about his face that's not right. It's like he's He's just forgotten tense. his keys. Yes. Another Japanese one. Well this is him stabbing the man again and 
being held up with a gun and her the same picture of her with the wrong colour bikini. Oh, is it? Where is that? Oh yeah, so that well, that must have been from like a publicity show. Yeah. Shot. Interesting. Oh, the golf scene. I'd forgotten about that golf scene. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, another Japanese poster, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. And then him against some music for some reason. Yeah. Yes, I think it is. No, I think it's the James Bond theme. All right, and then he's got the big gun. She's there with her knife. More of an action pose this time. And honey, 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 and some cars. That's all cars. That's it. So, which is the best poster of Doctor No? Which one is the best? Which one? Which one is the best? Will she choose the right one? Because there's a right one here. I.e. the one that I think is the best. Which one is the best? I quite like that one. Ah, the German one. Yeah, that's okay. But I think this one, the Italian reissue, that is the best. That is pretty good. It, but it's just because it's like all the others. Well, it's not quite like all the others. There's not, not a lot going on. Usually there's lots of stuff mm. going on in the background. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, it was called Licence to Kill in Italy. Yeah. Thus causing a problem later on when they made a film called Licence to Kill. But we'll come to that another day. I'll look forward to that. You will. So, uh, another game that we play is have the compilers on the 50th anniversary postcard set of James Bond. Pick the right postcards for Dr. No. What no. postcards would you pick? A beach. A casino. <laughs> uh, killing the guy in the river. Okay, they have picked one of the posters, the lipstick poster, uh, the golf scene that was also a poster, one of the posters with all the coloured women, Doctor No, and his metal hands, and his metal hands. Oh, I haven't seen this before. This is a, a draft poster idea, which has just got. Oh, it's got the three blind mice that don't actually three appear. Three blind mice. Here they come. Three blind mice in a row. Oh, but it's got her being assaulted at the bottom. Oh, yeah, so it does. (laughs) Come and see this film if you want to see somebody get assaulted. Uh, uh, We've got this one. Ursula Andrews. Alicia's in the right... Andress. Andress. Right bikini. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one. The rather exciting Spanish poster with the stabbing in it. This one. Yeah, it's her again. This one. I quite like that poster. Yeah. poster. There's a French poster with the with the quite good rendering of Bond and, and Honey. This one. Them on the beach. And this one. What the, 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 the? It is the set design for the um, control room. Mm. Didn't quite end up like that. Oh, I think it's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, Dr. No? Don't like the posters. But you quite like the film? I quite like the film. Would you go and see another film in this franchise? Yes. Franchise, as if that was a word back then. So, uh, well then, we have to, it means we now have to roll the dice to see what we're going to see next in the style of ITV's schedulers in the 80s and 90s, which is why we do it in this strange order. Okay, we have a film. So we will now watch the trailer. 
007 on an island populated exclusively by women. Roger Moore is James Bond. We won't see him till dawn. Now, the excitement. Step on it. The thrills. The adventure. Are at an all-time high. Octopussy. Top marks, 007. Thank you, sir. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Released by MGM United Artists Entertainment Company. So, I have teased you with... Octopussy. Sounds a bit rude. Is there not a song we have to sing? Uh, actually, no, because, oddly enough, Tim Rice, lyricist, Decided not to try and crowbar the word octopusy into a song. <laughs> Although there is that Smith & Jones sketch where the uh, guy who's like an old Tim Pally songwriter comes up with his own uh, octopusy uh, lyric and he puts octopusy in it. Maybe I should look that out for uh, for, for watching this I'll one. look forward to that. Do you have memories of octopusy? I do. That's what I quite like about this one is it is one from my childhood. Because mm-hmm. it's Roger Moore, who is my James mm-hmm. Bond. So, um... That's quite exciting, and I do kind of... I certainly remember her. Mm-hmm. Octopussy. Octopussy. Um, <laughs> the woman with the face, you've just indicated there. <laughs> I meant with the... There was the shot of just her face. All oh, right, Not the woman that he was being late with later on. Oh, yes. It's kind of what I was trying to determine. When she said... I, I need filling up. I need filling up. That's right. The suggestion being that that was going to be with champagne. And... Um, he laughs and says, what I do for my country. <laughs> yes, what I do for England. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're looking forward to, uh, to yes, I Octopussy? Am. As always, with all these things. You a bit of a fan of the old Octopussy? He just wanted to say pussy. Pussy. And octopussy. See, it would have been better if it was him. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that the trailer that we watched there made great play of the fact this is from the producers of all the great James Bond films? Mm-hmm. The reason for that being that when Octopussy was being made, Sean Connery was making the unofficial Bond at the same time. That we've never heard of. That we've not heard of, that we've not um, seen yet. So that's why they were pushing, this is um, the real thing. Right. Okay. Uh, that but made all these. at the, the trailer itself, you pretty much had the, the main scene of him trying to escape in this little plane. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like some of the other trailers where you have a million scenes where you virtually see the whole, whole film in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It was actually mm-hmm. quite contained, mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. So, all right, so if you have any uh, comments on Dr. No or Octopushy, or us, or us, or being a nervous passenger, uh, feel free to uh, to email us at quantum of misses, that's MRS, at gmail.com, or at quantum of misses, again, that's MRS, on Twitter. But until then, join us next time when there'll be a little bit of him and a quantum of misses. Bye! Bye.